microphone, check one, two. Yo, who's the one that's been running the race? Me. Who's the one that's been running in place? And who's the one you tried to find so tough, but the whole time I'm sitting right in front of your face? Yes, I'm on another level. Yo, people, what the hell is going on? Welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. Today, yo. We got films today, son. <laughs> Yo, I think everything just lined up. And so, um, yeah. But before we get to this week's slate, let us look at the top 15 streaming films in the UK right now. Alright, so at number 15, we've got Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. At number 14, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. At number 13, we've got Joker. At number 12, it's Rocketman, people. At number 11, it's Le Mans 66, a.k.a. Ford v. Ferrari. At number 10, it's Trolls. At number 9, we've got Knives Out. At number 8, it's Blue Story. At number 7, it's Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. At number 6, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog. At number 5, Frozen 2. At number 4, Spies in Disguise. At number three, it's Birds of Pay. Sorry, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous. At number two, it's Jumanji: The Next Level. And at number one, it's Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Alright, so we got three films today, people. Um, two are coming out on Monday, the 4th of May, and the other one is out. It came out yesterday. So, um, yeah. Whoa. I, I, I just wait for the, the last film, people. That was something. But uh, before we get to those. Let's uh let's check out this first. Okay people, so if you are thinking to yourself, what am I going to do on a Saturday night? Well, <laughs> don't worry. There's Lionsgate UK have got you covered. All right? So, um you know, they have decided to launch, like Lionsgate US, their own Lionsgate Live series, um, A Night at the Movies. So it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's gonna, you can access it via their YouTube channel, uh, and they will be screening um, some. Really um, great films, all of them, like I think award winning, right? So you've got La La Land, um, Eddie the Eagle, Bend It Like Beckham, and The Hunger Games, all right? So, um, yeah, each film is 
part of, um, you know, a Night at the Movies initiative and will be presented by a unique celebrity host, including Edith Bowman, Keith Lemon, Jack Whitehall and Jonathan Ross. Every Saturday, the event will feature special programming and interactive opportunities for fans, such as surprise guest appearances, real-time fan chat via YouTube Live, live tweeting um, at Lionsgate UK. Uh, yeah, there's going to be um, costume contests, giveaways, and a lot more. Uh one big thing, audiences will have the chance to join Lionsgate UK in helping the NHS charities together COVID-19 Urgent Appeal, who are currently supporting NHS staff and volunteers caring for COVID-19 patients. And the film and TV charity COVID-19 Emergency Response. Supporting the people behind the scenes who bring these stories to our screens. Okay, so it all starts this coming Saturday. Uh, that's the 2nd of May. And that will be La La Land. Then the 9th of May is Eddie the Eagle. The 16th of May is Bend It Like Beckham. And then the 23rd of May is the very first Hunger Games. So, um, yeah. People, get your popcorn. Have your beverages. And, uh, you know. Enjoy yourself for you can sit back and um yeah get down with any of these films. So uh yeah, have fun. Um and again the information is in the episode info. Alright? Great stuff. Okay, so now you know what you're going to be doing on your Saturday evenings. So we got that out of the way. Now let us get to our film reviews. Alright, sit back and enjoy people. Okay, so Reborn is the new film from director Julian Richards. It was written by Michael Mayen, and it's starring Barbara Crampton, Michael Parry, Kaylee Gilbert, Ray Dong Chong, Chaz Bono, Monty Markham, and uh, Anne Quibley. Uh, the gist of the film is this. Reborn sees a stillborn girl brought back to life by an electrical storm and abducted from hospital by a morgue attendant. On her 16th birthday, empowered with the gift to manipulate electricity, she escapes her captor and sets out to find her birth mother, leaving a trail of destruction behind her. So the idea of this film it is is really 
interesting. You know what I mean? And I think it is kind of believable to an extent. You know what I mean? Like, um, someone being stillborn, but then electricity bringing them back to life. Because we've definitely heard about people being stillborn, um, but then, you know, that the doctors have been able to restart the heart and get them going again. So, like, yeah, there's, there's like, a kernel of this that you're like, yeah, no, I get it. That's believable, and um, you know there are there is some decent acting here, you know, which is always a good look, right? Um, I think an issue with this is it felt a bit truncated, which is an odd one, right? So the film's seventy seven minutes, which is like you know what I mean. Real short compared to a lot of things these days, and you kind of think, right, that's that's good, right? So there shouldn't be any, ah, there shouldn't be any padding, there shouldn't be any fluff here. But I think an issue is there's a lot that goes on that kind of feels like, wait, how did they jump to that conclusion from that? Like what's happening here? You know, there's there's a, a a good few things that were just a bit like, how did it get to that point? You know, it's because we so we see um the morgue attendant Ken Stern uh be mad creepy. So you know, uh, there wasn't too much of a shock there. So we see him and then discover the baby. That's how it all kind of starts. Now, I think the thing with it though is we then jump to her 16th birthday and you wonder, okay, so how does that get to this? You know, because in it she's she's wearing a a bracelet that is obviously meant to control the electricity. And yeah, so you're kind of thinking, okay, how does this guy fathom that? You know what I mean? Like there's what we see of Stern, you wouldn't think that, yeah, he'd be able to go, all right, let me invent a bracelet that will control her abilities with electricity. It doesn't read. We then get the whole, oh, I'm not really your brother. And it's like, wait, why? Why would you be the brother? Surely you'd have thought that it would be like, I'm your dad. Because he's older than her. Considerably older than her. So it's a bit like, wait, huh? What? Uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of odd. And you'd also kind of figure, because the way he is and what we see him doing in the morgue, 
it's a bit like, mm, I don't buy, she's gone, let's just say untouched, these 16 years, you know what I mean, so we have that, I think it's then, we don't really see a evolution of the power, uh, you know what I mean, a journey to kind of work out, uh, how does all of this work, how can I control this, it's just like, ah, boom, 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 yeah, I'm doing all of this, which is, mm, you know, it probably, it would have been nice to get something to kind of show her learning the abilities, or just not being able to focus anything, you know, because we we get to see, I guess, you know, the, the way she's using her stuff through the film, it's pretty focused, you know, like, there's certain things that happen, you'd be like, I, you need, that can't be a fluke, you, you need to know what you're doing with all of this, then, like, so then we're kind of given um, Lena, who's played by Crampton, and, you know, she, she's an actress, and she does acting classes and all of that, so straight away you kind of assume, okay, I I get it, you know, I, I see where this is going with that, but then... There's these weird kind of jumps, right? These weird kind of... Because she has an argument with the doctor. And when the detective goes to the hospital, it's like, oh, yeah, no, they had a... He's like, oh, is there any suspects? And it's like, oh, yeah, they had an argument. And it's a bit like, wait, that doesn't equate an argument to then what this accident was, you know, there's no correlation there, so it was a weird, oh, let's mark her as a a potential with this, and then it's just the whole interaction between her and the detective, odd, it's all a bit odd, none of it really makes sense, you know, like, there's this weird bit at the graveyard, you're just like, wait, what, what's happening here, why would that happen, this isn't logical, so I think that's like the big issue with this film, because you can buy, you know, I guess you can buy, a, a lot of the stuff that's happening, but, you know, there's a lot of jumping to those points, you know, it, it's, there's no evolution in the story, or it's just like, oh, yeah, that leads to that, and that would lead to that, it's just suddenly, boom, oh, now we're going to hit, now we're going to this set piece, oh, let's move to this set piece, it's like, um, you know, there was an idea to have certain kind of scenes, 
But then it was, oh, how do we get to that scene? You know, that's that's what you kind of get the sense of with all of this. Because there's just stuff that just, it doesn't quite mesh together. And that's probably the the easiest thing to say here, you know. Um, which is a shame. It is a shame because there are these. There are some interesting moments, as I said, and um, yeah, again, like the acting isn't. I've seen worse acting for sure, in like a, a small budget film. So. <sighs> Yeah, you you kind of you're kind of hoping for more here, you know. You you're definitely hoping for more, and the the final kind of conclusion to everything with um, you know Tess and and all of that. It's a bit like there there is no need for it to get to that point. You know, like, how does it jump to what we have? It's all a bit weird. And also, like, the video, the the final video that the detective watches, firstly, you're just like, why was there any video at all there? You know, like, huh? Why was there any video at all? Because with the, the electricity surely would have just wiped everything. But it doesn't. So, you know, you have that. But then you see Tess getting attacked. So, you're just a bit like, wait, she's got attacked. And we don't see her then do anything else. And so, yeah, there's these huge leaps. You know, there's these huge leaps. And especially, ah, you know what, I didn't even, the whole baby burial and all of that, just none of it made sense. Because if there's no records, then you're going, oh, so it must be, uh, yeah, it's all a bit all over the place. All a bit all over the place. And I, I, you know, I guess, I'm just going to say, if you get a huge volt of electricity hit you, then I don't think you're getting up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think you're getting up. And if you do, I'd imagine you'd be a bit worse for wear. A bit frazzled. You know? Um, which does make the ending of this interesting. <laughs> Let's say that makes it interesting. Um, <laughs> listen, right? I I would say that this is probably something for horror enthusiasts who are. A big on nose, like, or you know, in like those crazy ass B movies, right? I I think if you're a big fan of like the 
B-movie component of horror, then you'll probably enjoy this for the ludicrous nature of what you will see. I think you'll like that. I don't know if it's going to be campy enough for you, though, or just crazy enough, but it's more along those lines than, um, I don't know, like, just your other horror stuff, like a Halloween or, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, something like that, yeah, um, so yeah, I think if you go to horror festivals like Fright Fest, you know, you're used to seeing, like, this would fit in there, right, this would be one of those crazy short films that they throw in, in between some of the bigger features, so yeah, if that's your sort of thing, then, um, Reborn is the flick for you, you know, um, so it is out on digital release on Monday the 4th of May, and the DVD will be available from the 11th of May, so, uh, yeah, you can, uh, check it out there, people, um, there's a pre-order link in the episode information, so if this is of interest, uh, yeah, go check that out, alright, so yeah, this is Reborn, um, from director Julian Richards, Michael Mahin wrote it, and it's starring Barbara Crampton, Michael Parry, um, and Kaylee Gilbert, alright, there you go, people. Okay, so, um, yeah, I watched, uh, I've just finished watching Can You Keep a Secret, which is the, um, new film from director Elise Duran, um, I think this is her first feature film, you know, um, Previous to this, she's just done some TV work, and she did the documentary about Chaz Bono. Um, It was written, well, the screenplay was written by Peter Hutchins, uh, and it's an adaptation of a Sophie Kinsella book of the same name. So, it's starring... um, Alexandra Dadoro, uh, Tyler Hotchin, Kimiko Glenn, Laverne Cox, Sunita Manny, Judah Freelander, um, Kate Easton, and David Ebert. Okay, so the gist of the film is... This, um, Can You Keep a Secret, follows New York City marketing manager, Emma Carrigan, 
who on a return flight from a botched client meeting reveals all her deepest secrets to a handsome stranger when her plane hits turbulence and she believes she is going to die. Emma thinks she will never see the guy again. But when she comes to work Monday morning, Emma's office is a buzz about the rival of Jack Harper, the company's elusive CEO and founder, and a stranger from the plane. Suddenly, Emma is face to face with the man who knows every single humiliating detail about her. Over the course of the coming weeks, Emma must navigate her developing relationship with Jack, what he knows of her secrets, and her life she discovers is in need of transformation. So, um, yeah, I mean, the book was a huge success. Um, came, I think came out in 2003. Uh, so, yeah. The book was huge, so yeah, you, I I can imagine that um, you know, a lot of people might want to catch this film. So, you know, I I think from the the gist of that, you kind of get the sense of what this is, okay? And yeah, I I think it's what you would expect. Really From a Kind of You know one of these uh, Romantic comedies Essentially Um, It Like basically It sets the tone From the outset Right so uh, You know as mentioned She's on her way back From a botched client meeting and I think what we are shown from the meeting, it's it's one of those situations where you, you, you're kind of thinking, wait, how has this person got a job? You know, because I think, look, anyone that's been in any sort of kind of meeting at work, like... You, you know, you, you've seen good meetings, you've seen okay, just standard, and you've seen bad meetings. Now, a bad meeting doesn't necessarily have to be ridiculous. It's just, you know, it could either drag on or just people just aren't getting the message that you're trying to put across. But the route they go with this is it's just ridiculousness, you know what I mean, um, and ridiculousness from a point where, wait, is that necessary, you know, or like, wait, what, huh, why would they do that, like, she's holding a can of cola, and she's shaking it around as she's making this point, And for some reason, she puts it down and then opens it. And obviously, it goes all over the guy she's trying to convince. And you're just like, wait, what? But it it doesn't just all go over. It goes over her as well. 
So it goes over her and it goes over him. And so, yeah, that's the meeting. And so from this meeting, like, obviously, she, so she's got coke on her, but, you know, now she looks terrible, supposedly. And everyone can see how terrible she looks. And so it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you look so bad. Oh, my God. And because she looks so bad, uh, the, 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 the flight attendant on the plane is just like, oh, how about we just give you an upgrade? So she gets upgraded to first class. And that's when everything gets revealed. But it's, yeah, again, though, with the whole, I think the situation with the plane, it's, yeah, it's just shown in a ridiculous way. Now, we've been on planes. I'd imagine most people have been on a plane. And, yeah, it's hit bad turbulence. Right, so you get some people who get panicked And some people just like Yeah, I fly a lot, it's turbulence, it's fine you know, But in this, everyone is panicked Everyone is screaming and, you know And you're just like, mm, no Like, that's, that's not gonna happen, man Like, what are they doing? And so she's blurting out all these secrets, just like blurting them out. And then we get to the point where it's just like, oh, everyone's got off the plane. He's just like, oh, yeah, the turbulence finished half an hour ago. And it's just like, I'm sure, like, oh, how, you didn't tell me. Oh, oh. And you're just like, wait, 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 that wouldn't happen, you know, so we, it's straight away, you're put into this situation, and it's like, can I just suspend my disbelief to just go with this narrative, so that's the thing, so if you can, you'll be fine, but if you can't, but you you will you're never given an opportunity to get into this film because you're just hit with these ridiculous over the top situations from the giddy up so that's the problem right and um yeah if if you've heard me talk before you know straight away that Obviously, this ain't my type of film, right? Uh, and, you know, I don't... I like a nice... Uh, you know, a little romance. I, You know what I mean? I'm all down with that. But it needs to be, you know, just more realistic. And, and that's the issue with this. Like, everything is just... Stupid, you know, like she talks about her, you know, on the plane. One of the things she blurts out is, Oh, yeah, the guy I'm with, and you know, he's just, Oh, we're not a good match, and oh, he doesn't satisfy me sexually, and I've never had an orgasm, and I don't know if I've got a G spot, and blah 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 blah. He does this thing with his tongue, and it's just not good. So, yeah, I mean, she's revealed all of this, but 
then we sh you know and all of this happens at the very beginning so it's not spoiling anything people but you know he meets her from the plane and supposedly she sent him a text which you're thinking wait no she didn't send him a text but he, he's like oh yeah i got your text and it said that you're gonna die and it's be like whoa 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 he would have been he would have had a flight number so firstly he would have known she's fine because he seemed all surprised when she turned up at the airport he's just like oh, i thought you were gonna die i thought you were dead and he's just like wait so why are you there firstly secondly you're an idiot because yeah you'd have had a flight number you'd have been able to monitor the plane so you know the plane's fine so you have this then he's just like oh i want you to move in with me and after everything she'd said she's like okay yeah fine i'll move in with you and uh yeah so the, the stupidness just continues and it's just like we get all of these ridiculous things happening and uh, yeah you just kind of you're kind of scratching your head going like what's happening like why why is all of this because what what we're being shown is someone who is terrible at their job right terrible at their job and just you know allows themselves to be in shitty situations you know like has no respect for themselves but then will complain about their situation and it's just like how can i you know emphasize with this person at all you just can't you know she's got two flatmates one of them here yeah, seems okay the other one is an idiot like, you know, it's meant to be this hard-nosed person Just like, ugh, I'm prettier than both of you Ugh, I've, I've got a better life than both of you <laughs> You're both stupid, blah, blah, blah But they're friends still And it's never just like, um, yeah, don't talk to me like that or, You know, or just So we do It's these weird dynamics That they want to put out there That's just frustrating Yo, know, this does feel like a film that, you know, would have come out in the 80s. I, I kind of feel if this came out in the 80s, early 90s, it would be huge. But coming out now, you're just like, wait, why are you still framing things like this? You know, why are, are, are things being put out with these weird messages that are just crazy and just so basic you know what I mean like it, it's so basic with the narrative like all the time uh, like they go on a date and the date is just shambolic from the very beginning and it's just like wait but there was no need for it to be like that and they show her eating this thing. And she's eating it in a way that it's just like, wait, normal people don't eat like that. So then obviously an accident happens. And you're just like, but 
that wouldn't happen because you're just no one in their right mind would do it like that. So everything is just getting set up to create like the worst possible outcome. So you go, oh my god. Go and so it yeah, just doesn't make any sense. And we're, we're, we're shown this narrative, right, where she thinks that, oh, she's telling him everything, but he's not revealing any secrets to her. And it's just like, ask. <laughs> like, if you want to know something, you ask it. But then also, we don't get a time frame, right? There's no time frame of... How long they've been dating. And. No one. Right. When you're dating someone. You don't go. Okay. Um, I know it's the first date. But uh, I feel that. You should know this. 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 Like no one tell would do that. And no one would expect that. It's just things come out over the course of time. And if there's something in particular you want to know. You ask. Now, someone might go, oh, I don't feel comfortable talking about that yet. Or, look, uh, just so you know, it's not a bad thing, but mm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you later. You know, it's shit like that. But, um, yeah, we, we get this weird kind of thing, and it's just like, oh, you're not telling any. And so there's a point um, towards the end of the film where... Information is revealed, but it's it's information that's so innocuous. You know, it, it's not crazy, and you would think, wait, there's no way anyone would go, oh, that's you, right? There's no way that would happen. She then just stands there, like, mouth open. And then you have people in the office, people that aren't even her friends, go, that's her. That's Emma. And she's just like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. They're not even your friends. So how would they know this stuff about you? Like, that's just not, it's not feasible. And the stuff, it's not even crazy stuff. Like, if it was just, um, I don't know. Like, oh, she's got um, a tattoo on her vagina. You know, something maybe you don't want everyone to know. I like just you know what I mean or oh when she when she was at uni she got spit roasted by the basketball team like it is like something you just like oh shit I do not want people they they, they weren't crazy groundbreaking secrets so the fact that she then loses her mind is just huh and the fact that anyone in the office would know these things is crazy. 
And obviously, you know, you know, you're going to then get the whole, you lie to me and the breakup and the blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, a, it's what happens in these films. But the, the, I think the craziest thing, though, is at the end of the film, we get a speech going, you know, as you do, right? It's just like, I can't believe it, like, meeting you is one of the best things in my life, because I told you all my secrets, and you didn't run away, and, you know, I didn't know anything about you, but it didn't matter, because I knew that you liked me, and I could trust you with anything, and it's like, whoa, 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 hold on, (laughs) like, hold on a minute, right, you can't say that. You cannot make that speech because about 10 minutes prior, you were losing your shit saying you knew nothing about him and it's unfair and the relationship doesn't work because you feel he doesn't trust you and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, makes no sense to have that then speech at the end. What is going on? It's crazy. It really is. Oh, oh my days. Um, it's just yeah, it's just such a weird film. Um, you know, like look, so the acting isn't like terrible, terrible. You know, like yes, there is um. Is a lot of it is ridiculously over the top, right? We get a lot of over the top stuff happening here. Um, yeah, which which is a shame because you know people like Sunita Manny, you know she's not a bad actress. We you know we've seen her in many things, right? Um. And she's decent, but it it's just some of the weird situations that they have her in here. Like, there's a whole dance thing. There's a whole dance thing that, yeah, they try and frame it in a, a like as something else at first, and then it's like, and it's just like, uh, what are you doing, Joe? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But then at the end, there's no dancing. It's just carrying. <laughs> it's just carrying. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Where's dancing? This is, all I'm seeing here is carrying. Huh? Huh? And we know she's got more range. Because we've seen it in glow. <laughs> so, yeah. It's kind of baffling. Right? Um, but, yeah, you know... Yeah. I think that's the thing. We've got some decent actors and actresses here. Uh, but they're just kind of... They're not utilised in the right way. I guess that's... That's probably the biggest... You know, disappointment. And, and none of the situations are... Just realistic. You know, everything is just too over the top. Too... Just too out there. But I I kind of feel though, right, 
if, as I said, look, if you can get past the beginning, if you can suspend belief to go, yeah, that could happen, I buy that, then you'll have no issue with this film at all, and you'll be able to enjoy it, and feel for the characters, you know, you'll believe in Emma and Jack's relationship and situation, and it will be fine, you know, if you can do that, yeah, you're good, I I would say, right, so, if you enjoy stuff like, um, Last Christmas, or, I guess, Falling in love, you know, when we first met. If if stuff like that, you know, yeah, if that resonates with you, then, yeah, you will really enjoy this. This is your film. I'd imagine as well, if you like the book, then, um, yeah. You you will probably enjoy this, you know, adaptation because it, yeah, there is some, there are some different things happening, but essentially, you know, what I mean, essentially, it's the same, right? They changed a few things, like in the book, it's panther cola, in here, it's panda, um, yeah, but yeah, you you you'll. You'll get it, you know, you'll get it, it'll be cool So yes, if you like those crazy rom-cons, you know, Chalet Girl All the crazy shit like that, then uh, yeah Can You Keep a Secret is the film for you So, people, it is available on Monday the 4th of May So, uh you will be able to go check it out here, enjoy yourself on a, on Monday. So um, you know, go do that. Um, the there's a there's a pre-order link, and that will be in the episode information. So go check that out, so you can have a great fourth of May. All right. Cool people. Okay, so I have just watched the new film from Jeff Barnaby. Um, the film's Blood Quantum. The Blood Quantum. Okay, and whoa, it's all I can say now. Barnaby is a First Nations filmmaker um, And this is his second film His first was Rhymes for Young Ghouls Right, and the film was It was set on the Megomic Reserve Where he was born Um well, it's, oh man, so he launched it 
at um, last year's Toronto International Film Festival during the Midnight Madness program. And um, yeah, it got incredible reviews and a response. And because of that, AMC's um, Shudder picked it up. Right, uh, so it was meant to get a cinematic release, but because of everything that's happening, it's now just gone straight on the platform. And uh, yo, ain't this is hey, it's something that ain't will resonate so well with people, all right? So, um yeah, the film has got a great cast Like, I haven't come across any of these cats before But, god damn it They were all real good So there's Michael um, Greyes Forrest Goodluck Kiwawa Gordon Ella Maiji Tafe Feathers Oliver Olivia Scriven um, Brandon Oaks, William Bellew, Devery Jacobs, and Gary Farmer. All right, so the gist of the film um, essentially is this. So it's depicting the effects of a zombie uprising on a First Nations reserve whose residents are personally immune to the plague because of their indigenous heritage, but must still cope with the consequences of its effects on the world around them, including a wave of white refugees seeking shelter on the reserve. So, uh, yeah. It's kind of set in during 1981 Um, And yeah, like Look, this film It's I haven't jumped as much It's crazy So there's this bit at the beginning With fish And I jumped the first time and then the shit happened again And I jumped again it, Like even knowing Seeing the first bit It's filmed so well That I'm just like <gasps> You know what I mean it was crazy Like the, the film Oh my gosh So um, Mikhail St. Martin Is the cinematographer And Whoa It's such A great looking Film It really is One thing that um, You know Barnaby does Is like a, a, A lot of the film is kind of filmed At night or in like Real dark Kind of dingy Places and that really gives an atmosphere to it Especially when like things are just getting lit up with a torch and stuff like that It's 
God damn. It really is something. You know? Ah. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Because, you know, you're just watching... um, it's, it's just like, you know, you kind of feel, oh, it, it's just this film, you know, it, uh, it's a film, you know, set within um, a First Nation culture, that's what it seemed at the beginning, you know, like anyone that's read Scout, you kind of, it feels like it's similar to that at first. So so we get this and it's it's going at this pace and it's really interesting. You know, there's it, it's just like um yeah, we're following the um trailer trailer who's the sheriff and um he's got a a, a son, you know, he's his ex-wife and the kids playing up, and so you know they're just kind of like, all right, we've got to look after him, and we've got to get him out of jail. So he's gone to jail um, to hang, kind of to try and bail out his brother. Um, well, he, he's like stepbrother, right? So he's kind of gone to jail, and we we got this, but one of the guys in the in the cell gets ill. And that kind of starts everything. And, and you know, that's not even patient zero. It's just this thing suddenly struck. Like, we don't really get any indication of how it happened, you know, what went down. But, yeah, we, so we see this guy get ill in the prison. But before that, you know, we, we, with the fish, there's a thing with the fish um, and then with a dog. And we just see, like, everything go a bit crazy. So that happens. But then we jump um, six months later. Okay, so it goes six months later. And then we, yeah, it, it's real kind of, like, ganged up. You know what I mean? That, that's what's kind of happened. Everyone is in this um, reserve now. You know, it's all boarded up. And... Yeah, we kind of see that the, um, you know, the, the First Nation, um, you know, because of their in, uh, indigenous heritage, they seem to be immune to this plague that's just decimated the area, right? So, obviously... Like what you know? What do you think would happen then? So you know, there's there's, um, uh, what do you call it? Like border, everything's bordered up, and there's outposts, and you're you're having to monitor who comes in. You know, everyone's getting checked. Like yo, have you been bitten? What's going down? You know, because yeah, this thing is just going. Crazy through everyone, but now everyone has changed, 
right? So, you know, and I think this is what you see, right? Attitudes suddenly completely change to um, how you're perceiving things. And it's captured so well. You know, people are lying. You know, because it's just like, look, I want to be safe. Oh, I hear you've got a cure. You know, so people are like twisting the tubes. They're lying, trying to, you know, survive. But then there's repercussions to all of that, right? Which is, oh, it's not good. It's not good, but the great thing about this film is this gritty reality, you know, everything is believable, like, you don't look at it and go, ugh, it's kind of Hollywood, ugh, I, I don't buy that, it, it's just, yeah, it's got this realness to it, and, um, so everything is on this kind of knife edge, but it's cool, right? But then we get an incident, okay? So we see a certain thing, and we're just, and so you're just thinking, ooh, how long before that changes things? You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing. And so... Lysol, <sighs> you know, he, he's kind of the wild card, and something happens that really just blows everything open, and it then creates this powder keg situation that is just bubbling up and you're and you're watching and you're like well surely it no they won't go that far right it can't go that far what are they gonna do and it's just revving up and revving up and the way they're doing it and the way it is all filmed and captured is it just you're on the edge of your seat Right, so, you know what I mean, like, the, the quieter period at the beginning, you know, the intro bit, before we do the time jump, that, even though that's the quieter little bit, it's all captivating, so you're watching that, but as the film goes on, you're just, you're, you're, you're kind of hunched over looking at what's happening. This makes you so frigging anxious. I just felt so anxious watching this. There's this kind of, I don't know, claustrophobia about it all. Even though it's not like... Wholly confined to small rooms or anything like that But you just Man, you just feel so uncomfortable It's so grimy and raw It's crazy Because you're just like How far are these people going to go? 
That's the thing. How far are these people going to go? Which is great. It's really great. And I think the one really interesting thing, you're kind of watching this and it's just like there's this realisation that anything can happen. You know, like, there, it, it, it's not a case of, okay, so these people are immune, so everything is going to be fine, and they can, no, 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 <laughs> oh, man, like, everything is on tender hooks. you know, you're, you're just like, who can get out of this? Who can survive? What the hell is going to happen? And everything just... It gets to this point where... You have just no clue. You know, you are just... It's just frantic. It is ridiculously frantic. And... It's incredible. I think I haven't seen a film this crazy for a long time. I've seen good films, but this film has that just crazy energy about it. I think it's a little reminiscent to... uh, Oh, those zombie films from back in the day, 28 days later and 28 weeks later, those films. Just, I think it's it's the realness about the situations. Because there was a bit in that first film when the women go to the army base and then you see like the, the soldiers who are left are like, oh, yeah, cool, women. And you're just like, oh, that's not what's meant to happen. You know, because you don't see that. And that this had that same kind of realness about it. Where, like, people, you know, like, um, oh, gosh. There was one moment when, um, who is the, uh, like, Charlie, you know, turns around and, um, she says, uh, I, I, I feel like everyone's watching me and looking at my womb like it's a, uh, a magic box. And it's just like, yeah. You know, like Joseph looks at her, just like, huh? You know, but it's just like, ov- obviously, you know, there's not many women there. So, yeah, that's going to happen. And that's the great thing. That it's really taking, you know, a look at what humanity is. You know? It's because people want you to think that, oh, everyone's going to band together and everything. No. It gets to a point when people are just like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm looking after me. And, yeah, we see that breakdown. And it's just, 
depicted so well. It really is. This film is... It's great. It really is great. Um, You know, it's... So, it's now available on Shudder. Right? Um, So, that's the, the, you know, streaming platform. Um, And... I think you can, I think, look, anyone in the US, Canada, UK, Ireland and Germany uh, should be able to access it. So new members can get a 30 day free trial. Uh, Promo code is in the um, information of this episode. Uh, So I highly recommend you signing up and checking this out. Because, yeah, this is a great film. This is... I think this is going to be one of those zombie films that gets talked about. Right? This is going to be one of those ones that people go, yeah. That was a benchmark moment. That was a great film. Yo, because, look, I think once The Walking Dead came out, you had a slew of zombie films and TV shows get made. And not all of them are great. All of them are uh, even half decent. But some, you know, rise to the top. And some are just really setting a new standard. And I would say that... Yeah, this is one of those. This is definitely one of those. Is 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 something that yeah you will not want to miss. And hey, I cannot wait to see what um Jeff Barnaby does next. Yo, because yo, I I I think um yeah, he's he's definitely someone to look at. Definitely someone to look at. If this is anything to go by, you know, uh, and yeah, hopefully this opens up some new doors for him as well. And all the actors involved, everyone just gave a a really good performance. So um, people, people, go check it out, okay? So that's Blood Quantum. Um, yeah, I'd say it's an eighteen. <laughs> there is a uh, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood. But I would say it's it's not gratuitous. You know what I mean? There's not gore for gore's sake. Alright? You know what I mean? Like everything helps tell the story here. But yeah, it is it's an uh yeah, it's 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 definitely an 18 people. Um, it's an hour and a, well, just slightly over an hour and a half, you know, 96 minutes, um, yeah, and definitely worth a check, so you can find it on Shudder, um, yeah, information in the episode details, so, uh, check it out, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did, alright, great stuff. 
Okay, people, so we are drawing to the end of another episode. So let's get to some film news before we bounce. Well, I, I think everything has gone a little bit crazy lately, right? So uh, this all stems from um, a call Universal had with their, uh, you know, stakeholders and everything. And the situation is, right, so they released Trolls World Tour straight to, um, you know, premium VOD services because of the pandemic. And in, uh, what, the first three weeks of its release, it has made a hundred million dollars in uh, the rental sales. And the crazy thing is, this is because of the amount of money the studio makes from it being on a streaming service rather than being in the cinema and splitting that cost with, you know, the cinema itself. So, the money they made from three weeks streaming compared to five months with um, the original Trolls when that was in the cinema, they made more. Right, so they made more money streaming the new film, which has led, um, you know, the CEO of NBC Universal, Jeff Shell, to say that um, going forwards, they're going to release films in the cinema, but certain films will most likely get a day. Day um re- a same day release yeah a same day release on um premium VOD as with the cinema now uh, a lot of smaller you know um studios do this you know it, it, it's mainly like the indie um the indie indie studios release on VOD the same day as they release in the cinema. But because of this, oh man, because of this, AMC went ballistic. So, uh, yeah, AMC are not happy. And um, (laughs) their uh, CEO, Adam Aaron, put out a statement basically saying that AMC are banning all universal films from their cinemas you know uh, the crazy thing is right so at the end of the long ass statement um they said uh, AMC is willing to sit down with Universal to discuss different windows strategies and different economic models between your company and ours. However, in the absence of such um, discussions and an acceptable conclusion thereto, our decades of incredible successful business... um, 
has <laughs> business activity together has sadly come to an end, which basically is a big fuck you. There's the whole oh we're willing to sit down, right after declaring war. Like, you think that Universal is now going to come running to you and go, okay, let's sit down and talk. <laughs> no. No, and AMC realised this. The crazy thing is, you know, it wasn't even as if Universal had said, none of our films are um, playing in cinemas. They're like, all our films are playing a select few. So not every film, a select few. <laughs> well, after this, like the um, National Association of Theatre Owners came out with their own statement, like uh, basically throwing stones at Universal. And then Regal Entertainment, they came out and also said that they are banning Universal from their cinema chains. Now, the thing with Regal is they own a few cinemas. So they've got the Regal's chains, they own Cineworld, Cinema City, Yes Planet and Picture House. So in the UK, we just have Cineworld and Picture House. Now that is a lot of, you know, that's a lot of cinemas. But still, you know what I mean? It's not every cinema. It's not every cinema. So, um, yeah, there, the cinema, um, Cineworld CEO, Mookie Gridler, you know, He's um say he basically came out and said um its policy with respect to the window is clear, well known in the industry and is part of their commercial deal with our movie suppliers. Um so yeah, they have um joined the war. Now I think the crazy thing that these people seem to be you know forgetting. Firstly, it's not every universal film. Secondly, right, the cinema is an experience and people enjoy going out to see films. Like, I, I think that message is extremely clear from this current situation. People don't want to be in their house all day. So the chance to go to the cinema, that's a treat. Also, the cinema, the sound system is incredible. Now people, sometimes they've got their own home setup, but no one has a sound system like a cinema, right? So going to, you know, for that experience, going on a date, hooking up with friends, uh, a film club, Maybe it's a thing, right? So people will always go to the cinema. And this is something people are forgetting. Now, you've got some people that will watch films at home. Now, usually this is probably, right, if you're ill or if you've got 
young children and you can't really afford to get babysitters right so a lot of times maybe you know a, a couple might play it that one stays at home and looks after the kid while the other one can go out but sometimes it's just like oh we want to watch these films together so them having the opportunity and someone who's ill having the opportunity to watch it at home that's that's great you know but it's not going to be everyone so that's the crazy thing the other thing is as well right so universal they've got some big films so the films that will be hitting like next summer are um fast and the furious 9 jurassic world domination minions the rise of Gru. right that should be coming out later this year halloween kills the cruds 2 and no time to die and add to that there's the boss baby 2 and Candyman. all of these are big films they're big films and part of tent poles right so these are the type of things that draw people to the cinema people will go to the cinema to watch those films like you think fast and the furious that you know the sound of those engines the cars jurassic world that's always a huge big thing halloween it's that creepy eerie you know what i mean no time to die like again a big it's usually a soundscape kind of film so these are big films so banning <laughs> universal for the cinema it's not the wisest of things you know and especially when you know he, like cinema chains are in debt you know they've lost a lot of revenue so hey this ain't a smart stance and i don't expect universal to back down because if they back down now Yo, they're in a bad position going forward with anything. You know what I mean? And end of the day, you've still got Odeon, you've still got View, Curzon, and a heap of like in I know there's what Lowe's in the States. Um, there's a whole heap of other chains. So, mm, you know what I mean? I I, I really Hey, it's not really gonna hurt Universal. You know what I mean? It's not gonna hurt them. So, uh, hey, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. You know? I don't expect other chains to jump on board, but maybe they do. It's a crazy situation, though. It, it really, it really is. It's nuts. But let us get to um, some actual film news. Okay, so um, Josh Coley, who um, directed the Oscar-winning Toy Story 4, it seems like he will be directing a uh, Transformer film. Uh, but 
The difference is, this is going to be an animated film. And also, it's a prequel. So what's said is this is a, like an origin story and it's going to be set on Cybertron, you know, which from what you know from the cartoons and everything, we see the Transformers fleeing from Cybertron because, hey, there was the war and then it blew up. So this is before all of that craziness happened and supposedly it's going to be looking at the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron so uh, yeah hey it could be real interesting maybe they were buddies and then there was a split who knows right because that that was um, Charles Xavier and uh Magneto, right? They they were friends back in the day, and then it went nuts. But um, so Andrew Barra and Gabriel Ferrari, um, so they've written the script. Uh, and you know you might have recognised the names from Ant Man and Wasp. They wrote that. So yeah, they've written the script. Um. And um, Cooley at the moment is just overseeing some uh, little changes to the draft and all of that. So, um, yeah, could be interesting, right? And Bumblebee, that wasn't a bad little film. So we'll, we'll see how this one, uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Now, let's end with this. So Monday is the, uh, you know, the big Star Wars day, the fourth be with, eh, whatever, it's stupid. And uh, usually there's a, you know, Star Wars is sometimes a convention or something, but because we're all locked in, you know, they figured, hey, let's move this shit online. So. What's going to happen now is um, They've got a thing and they're calling it an online revelry May the 4th be with you And Revenge of the 5th So it's a two day convention And it's going to have virtual events Live tweeting movies and episodes of um, Star Wars The Clone Wars And Star Wars Rebels Along with Q&A sessions and discussions with writers, voice actors, and everything like that. Uh, fans will also be able to take part in trivia quizzes, prize giveaways, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that will keep all those Star Wars fans happy. But people, that's us. We're done for another episode. Enjoy your film watching and we'll catch you next week. Peace.